Welcome to the Good News for Everyone podcast. This is Tom Shanklin, so glad you could join me today as we share the good news of Jesus Christ. Today's message is called Jesus Christ Makes You Whole. And uh, God has a good plan for your life, every single area of your life. I want to encourage you, if you're listening on iTunes or somewhere else, you can go over to our website at tomshanklin.org and uh, get on the podcast there and find the, find this message. And we have the notes there for you, too. Praise God. You'll find a lot more good information, too, on our website. And we'd love to just stay in touch with you and minister to you because God's put his love in, in our hearts for you. And uh, that's why we're doing the podcast today. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Acts chapter 9 verse 32 through 35. And it came to pass, as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. In other words, he was paralyzed for eight years. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise, make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt in Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. You know, these miracles that God does turn people's hearts to him. I've seen many, many miracles in my ministry and in my lifetime. And in fact, we came to the Lord as a result of seeing a miracle. Back in 1977, a friend of mine invited me to a church service and my wife and I were vagabond hippies and and uh, doing drugs and bound up in alcohol. And, well, we came to church and we heard the word of God and there was an evangelist there. And my friend that had invited me was healed of a uh, problem with his heart valve. And it got my attention. God healed him and he went back to the doctor and the heart murmur was nearly gone. And then within three weeks it was completely gone. And God had healed his heart, and he got the Lord got my attention through that. And the Lord's wanting to get your attention today, too, because he is a God that is not a yesterday God. He's a God of yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he still does miracles today. And we read here in the book of Acts, of course, Jesus is gone. He's died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, but then he rose again from the dead, and then he ascended it into heaven, and he poured out the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. And here's one of his disciples, the Apostle Peter, uh, speaking the word of God, speaking to this man Aeneas, saying, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Arise and take up your bed. Well, he did. He got up, praise God. And Jesus is alive today. You see, he's living through us. By this anointing of the Holy Spirit, God is living through us and moving through us. And God's Spirit is moving throughout the world. And God's moving right where you're at today. And I want you to open your heart to what God has for you today. Because Jesus Christ makes you whole. He wants to deliver you from the problems that are in your life. Maybe you have a problem in your family. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Maybe you have a problem in your physical body. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Maybe you have a problem with your finances. Jesus Christ makes you whole. 
I can attest to the fact that Jesus Christ makes you whole. He has changed my life in so many ways, you know, and a lot of it was instantaneous. Like uh, after I I mentioned that I went to that church service, within about three months, I gave my life to the Lord and I was delivered from drugs and alcohol. In a miracle, in an instant of time, I was delivered and set free because Jesus Christ makes you whole. You don't have to be bound with drugs and alcohol. You don't have to be bound in an addiction to prescription drugs. You don't have to be bound because Jesus Christ makes you whole. And he's continued to, to work in my life and my family and my marriage. It just the mar- My marriage just seems to get better and better, praise God. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they're real <clears throat> excited about their marriage in the beginning, but it just gets kind of dry and stale after a while. But I tell you, with Jesus Christ, your marriage can just get better and better and better. You can grow old and love one another more than ever, praise God. So God has a good plan for every area of your life. And I I think about finances. You know, I was a Christian for many years and was struggling with my finances just over and over again, problems. And finally, the Lord just delivered me. He showed me the way out. You know, he gives us wisdom in different areas. And I quit borrowing and and got out of debt. Praise God. And, you know, it's such a blessing to be debt-free. And God wants you to be healed in your finances and in your body and in your mind. You know, a lot of people are tormented in their minds. Jesus Christ makes you whole. He'll give you soundness of mind. Instead of fear, he'll give you a sound mind. God has not, the Bible said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I'll tell you what, God has something good for you today. As you listen to this broadcast, I just encourage you to open your heart and believe that you receive a miracle from God. I want you to take up your bed and rise up and walk in Jesus' name. Begin to walk in the newness of life. Begin to walk in the power of God. Begin to walk in the power of the Spirit and know that Jesus loves you and he cares for you and he died for you and he has a plan for you today in Jesus' name. Praise God. I might just get excited if we keep going here. Well, he said, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Another translation says it this way, Jesus Christ cures you. That's the the Weymouth translation. That's a message for you today. Jesus Christ cures you. Oh, praise God. I want you to have hope. I want you to understand that God has a holistic plan for you. Jesus Christ cures you. Now, we need to understand when Peter spoke those words, he was speaking by proclamation. You know, we often think of the word preaching as someone, you know, standing up and giving a 45-minute sermon or something like that. But this also is a form of preaching or proclamation. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, Jesus heals through proclamation. You can read about it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, I think of the woman who was bowed over for 18 years. And Jesus spoke to her and said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And so he spoke by proclamation. And Peter, following the Lord's example, also spoke by proclamation under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus Christ makes you whole. And this paralyzed man, his life was changed that day, praise God, by proclamation, you see. So here we are, we're on the internet, uh, giving a podcast in 2015. And, you know, but it's the same word of God. It's the same power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he'll do today. What he did in the book of Acts, he'll do today. What he did uh, in this town uh, of Lydda, he'll do in your town today, praise God. I want you to see breakthrough for yourself. I want you to see that the Word of God has something for you today that'll change you, make you different than you ever were before. Praise God. It'll make you whole. Now, the Greek word translated whole there means to cure, to heal, to make whole. The English word whole means complete or full, not lacking or leaving out any part. You know, you know, God doesn't want you healed spiritually and restored to fellowship with him, but sick and broken, tired and poor in every other area. God wants to bless your whole life. We're talking about the full gospel for the full man. Amen. A total blessing from the gospel. That's what's in the scripture. You see, the scriptures teach this. And it's part of the word of God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We believe in a yes God. You know, some people believe in a no God. They believe in a God who used to heal, but today, no, he doesn't heal today. Some people believe in a no God. Other people believe in a maybe God. Well, God may heal you. God may help you, but he may not. So you got to decide if you're going to believe in a yes God, a no God, or a maybe God. I don't know about you, but I believe in a yes God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He makes you whole in every area. Now, I may not have appropriated it in every area of my life, but I'm going after it. I don't know about you. You know, the children of Israel, they were given a promise from God about the promised land. They, they said, you can have this land. Well, they sent 12 spies up there, and, and uh, 10 of them brought back an evil report, and the people doubted, and so they ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. But finally, uh, Joshua, God used Joshua to lead them up into the promised land. They began to possess the land, but they had to possess it little by little. They had to take it a little at a time, and they had to progress. They had to use their faith to progress and take what God had already promised. And God has promised blessings in your life, but you have to take it by faith. You have to believe you receive it and walk in the light of it and just appropriate it in your life. You know, I haven't appropriated everything in my life that God has for me, but I tell you, I'm after it. I'm going after it. Hallelujah. I haven't achieved, but I but I press forward. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One of the areas of being made whole is to be like Jesus. When you're like Jesus, you are whole. <laughs> and we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. But I tell you, some of my attitudes are not quite there yet. I'm not exactly like Jesus, but I'm pressing forward. I'm going into this thing. I'm taking the gospel as a reality, and you should too. So don't believe in a no God or a maybe God. Believe in a yes God. All his, the Bible said, all his promises are yea 
and amen. I hope this, you're getting this into your spirit, into your heart, into your mind today, because I'll tell you what, God has something good for you today if you'll just believe it. Hebrews 4 talked about those children of Israel, said the gospel did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. See, you need to hear the word of God, and then you need to begin to believe the word of God, and then you need to take hold of it. And that's what happened with this man, this Aeneas. He, he, he heard that anointed word from Peter. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Arise and take up your bed. And he arose and walked. And everybody was amazed, praise God, by this miracle. And many turned to the Lord. I'll tell you, we need that in the world today. We need these miracles and signs and wonders. I remember I began to see this in my ministry way back in about 1983. I started pastoring a small church in northern Minnesota. And there was a woman in our church that had arthritis. And her daughter called me one day and said, Oh, mom is in such bad pain today. Would you please pray for her? And so I said, Yes, come on over. And so they came to our house and and we anointed her with oil. According to James 5, it says uh, that uh, to call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. If they've committed any sins, they shall be forgiven them. So we anointed her with oil. Her name is Olive. And we anointed her. I don't think it was with, <clears throat> excuse me, with olive oil, but it was some kind of oil. And we anointed her with oil in the name of the Lord. And we prayed for her. And she left, you know, she still had the pain actually when she left, but within a couple of days, that pain was completely gone. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, I think Olive, you know, she must have told half the town about that. She just was so excited about what Jesus did for her that she began to spread the word that Jesus had healed her arthritis in her arm. Praise God. And she never ceased to testify of that uh, as long as she lived. There was another lady in town that uh, Olive had told about her healing. And one day I saw her. Her name was Pearl. And uh, by accident, I suppose, or divine purpose, somehow, anyway, I got a package delivered to my house that belonged to Pearl. And so I took the package to Pearl and, and said, I got this package for you. Here you go. And started to visit a little bit with Pearl, and then all of a sudden she started talking about a pain that she had in her arm also. And I realized that she had heard the testimony of Olive and she wanted to be healed also. And so I just happened to have a New Testament uh, scriptures with me, and I opened up to Mark 16. I said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils, and so on. And then it says, And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so I, I ministered the gospel to her, and I led her in a prayer of salvation to accept Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And we'll do that same thing here before we close the podcast, that you can receive Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior. But she accepted Jesus into her heart as Lord and Savior, and and then I said, you know, it says here, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I said, Pearl, I'm a they and you're a they. So if I lay hands on you, I believe you'll recover. So I laid hands on Pearl and prayed for her and her arm. And you know what? She was healed too. Praise God. And I began to see that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still heals 
today, praise God, and he'll heal you, and he'll deliver you, and he'll set you free. I tell you, Jesus Christ makes you whole. So as I said, the English word whole means complete or full, not lacking, not leaving out any part, uh, recovered from a wound or injury, physically sound or healthy, mentally or emotionally sound. And the Middle English word means simply healthy. Jesus Christ makes you healthy. That's a good word, isn't it? Praise God. You know, there's, there's a lot to it. Praise God. There's a lot to becoming healthy. And it all sort of works together. You know, medical science has realized that what's going on on the inside of a person affects what's going on on the outside. In other words, bodily ailments many times are caused because of inward wounds. Uh, if bitterness or anger or strife is in a person's heart, it can cause, literally cause, sickness in your physical body. And it can also hinder healing. So we need to realize that these things all work together. We need to receive that healing from Jesus Christ. And that's why medical science is realizing, too, that, you know, that spiritual things do play an important part in healing for the physical body. And we realize, thank God, that God uses doctors, you know, to help us. Um, and uh, many times, you know, people are living today because of the what medical science has done for them. And, and we thank God for that. But there's times when medical science can't do anything. And I'll tell you what, Jesus Christ makes you whole. We have the greatest doctor in the universe. Amen. It's, it's like uh, he knows how to fix anything. Praise God. It's like if you had a problem with your car and you kept taking it to the mechanic and, and they couldn't fix it, I tell you, if you took it back to the, to the factory where they made it, they'd figure out what was wrong. And God made us. God created us in his own image. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he knows our ins and outs. He knows exactly what's wrong with us and he knows exactly how to fix it. And, you know, sometimes I found, you know, we pray for people and we'd be praying for an ailment in their physical body, for example. And, you know, there doesn't seem to be results right away. But I tell you, you know, you dig a little deeper and you find out, oh, there's some bitterness there. There's some uh, unforgiveness there. There's some area on the inside, some fear that hinders the healing in their body. You see, they need a holistic approach. That We need to realize that Jesus heals us emotionally. He heals us spiritually. And he, you know, it's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. How to receive your healing? It's in the Bible, praise God. And it's by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit and the Word work together to bring healing to you. I remember one time I was on a mission trip in uh, Haiti. And uh, I was preaching. And they were taking me from place to place to preach in churches and open air meetings and different things. And I'll tell you, I got sick. And sometimes on these missions trips, the food isn't the best, or it may be contaminated in some way. There may be bacteria, and there's a lot of instances where the food hasn't been refrigerated, and you, you just maybe touch something that's dirty or whatever, and you, and you uh, get it on the food, and anyway, you get sick at your stomach. It happens. And it happened to me, and, you know, and I started to pray, and the people that were with me prayed, and and I did everything I knew. I was confessing scriptures. I, you know, I did everything I knew to receive. So I was, I was believing. I was doing everything that I needed or that I knew to do. 
but I was getting no better fast. And I remember I was sitting in the back of the pickup truck feeling just sick as a dog. And I said, Lord, what is the matter? And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, you are in fear. And immediately, as soon as the Lord spoke that to me, I saw that it was, you know, I saw the reality of it. I knew that on this particular missions trip, there was some dangerous situations, uh, apparently. Uh, we were hearing a lot of reports about violence in the country at that time. Uh, plus the fact that we had nine of us on this missions trip from my church, and I felt responsible for all of them. And we were driving on these mountainous roads, and, and uh, everybody was kind of sitting on the edge of a pickup truck out on the outside. And I was concerned somebody was going to fall off that pickup truck and go down the mountains. And, you know, I was just, I was just bound up with fear. And when the Lord showed me that, I saw, yeah, I'm in fear. I'm not trusting the Lord. And so right on the spot, as soon as I saw the reality that I really was in sin, I was doubting God and I was allowing my heart to be filled with fear, I repented right there and I said, I trust you with this trip. I believe we're going to be just fine and we're going to take everybody home safe and sound in Jesus' name. And I made a definite choice to repent of fear and to believe God. And you know, within a half an hour, my stomach was just fine. In fact, we were sitting in a restaurant uh, drinking a Coca-Cola and eating a cheeseburger. And I'll tell you what, God is good. Amen. <laughs> He's so powerful just to see that miracle like that. But I want you to know, you see, there was a key to that on the inside of me because that fear was blocking faith from operating in my life, even though I was doing all the things that I, you know, I had learned to do to receive healing, I was not getting better. But when that fear was removed, immediately I was healed. Praise God. So you see, God's interested in a holistic approach for healing in your life. Praise God. And it all works together. You know, and, and you know, on the other side of it, we know when your body feels bad, it's going to affect your attitude. And, uh, you know, it's going to affect you spiritually. You know, your spirit, soul, and body, they all work together. But I want you to know that healing is part and parcel of the gospel. We see it in Isaiah 53. It says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, but we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. Praise God. We are healed because we were healed. Amen. All we like sheep have gone astray, each to his own way. But the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6, we read there. Isaiah 53 is called the great redemptive chapter of the Bible, which was written over 700 years before Jesus Christ, but describes his death and the purpose of his suffering to us so clearly. It was one of the things that really helped me to be able to come to the Lord when I understood that these things were predicted. Uh, hundreds of years before they happened. Psalm 22 is another one. That was written about 900 years before Christ, and it describes his suffering on the cross. 
But Isaiah 53 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Another translation says, Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sicknesses and our pains upon him. He suffered so you wouldn't have to. Now, there's no use both of us suffering. Uh, you know, recently I heard a sermon about the sufferings of Christ on the cross. And, and of course, there's been movies about it. And I'll tell you, it's so graphic. It's, it has an impact on me when I hear it or see it. To think of the tremendous suffering that Jesus went through for us, even physically, but also spiritually. He bore the weight of our sins upon himself. You know, at that moment, he, he suffered for our sins. And he suffered so you wouldn't have to. The just for the unjust to bring us to God. See, because of his suffering, now we can come to God. Well, God has healing. So if we can come to God, we can get healing. God has wisdom. So if we can come to God, we can get wisdom. God has peace. So if we can come to God, we can get peace. This is the the holistic gospel I'm talking about. Because you see, the barrier between us and God has been broken down by Jesus Christ. And that's why we can have wholeness for the whole man. And Jesus was anointed to come and bring a message of healing and deliverance to the people to set the captives free. The, the things that we read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the things that we read in the book of Acts, they are not, you know, just a historical story that, yeah, it, it happened, but, you know, God's not doing those things in, anymore. No, no, he's still doing these things. He's still doing these things. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got to get this out of our mind, this false doctrine of uh, cessation that think these miracles have ceased. No, they haven't. Praise God. I know you don't believe that garbage. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same. He still loves you just as much as he did then. Amen. And uh, healing and miracles and the gifts of the Spirit and these things have not passed away. They're still for us today. Praise God forevermore. And, you know, healing is just part of the gospel. Um, we also see the same thing in John chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. Of course, we know John three sixteen, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But let's, let's back up and read the whole thing from verse 14. It says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So here, the great gospel scripture, John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But if we back up two verses, we see that this is a healing scripture. It's talking about healing, praise God, for the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. Because he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should have eternal life. He's going back to an Old Testament story, a picture of himself. The Old Testament is full of shadows and types and pictures of Christ. And so the children of Israel were out in the wilderness, and as they often did, they fell into sin. 
and they disobeyed God, and they began to murmur against God and against the, the leader that God had given them, against Moses. And the Bible said that God sent serpents. In other words, a judgment came upon the people because of their murmuring. And these snakes came into the camp and began to bite the people. And, of course, they, they began to die. They were venomous snakes, and they began to die. And so immediately they realized they had sinned, and they came to Moses and said, Pray for us. And so Moses sought the Lord for the people. He was a very merciful leader. And so he prayed for his people. And the Lord showed him. He said, uh, you know, take a, make a brazen snake, a brass snake, and put him on a pole in the middle of the congregation. And whoever looks upon that brass snake in the middle of the, of the, of the congregation, in the middle of the camp, whoever looks upon that snake will be healed. And I just imagine, you know, that it seemed like such a foolish idea to put a snake on a pole. How you, you know, I mean, if, if they said, if God had told them some uh, anti-venom formula or something, then maybe that would have made more sense to them. But to think that, that, that he was going to put this sort of uh, image of a snake in the middle of the camp. And if they would just feast their eyes upon that, they'd be healed. And I imagine some doubted. I imagine some said, well, what good is that going to do? That's the craziest thing I ever heard of. But you know, somebody finally said, <clears throat> well, might as well take a look. I'm dying. And so they looked up at that brazen serpent in the midst of the camp. And all of a sudden, they began to feel better. And the poison began to go out of their body. And they realized they were going to live. Praise God. Because God had sent them a remedy for their illness, for their sickness, which was unto death. And Jesus said, I'm like that serpent in the wilderness. I'm the solution for your sickness and disease. I'm the answer for the problem that's in your life. It may be your own fault that you're the way that you are. You may be mentally tormented because of sin that was in your life or things that you've done contrary to the word of God. You may be sick because you've disobeyed health laws or you've walked in darkness and, or you've walked in hatred and bitterness. You may be sick because of these things, but there's a solution. There's a remedy in the middle of the camp. Praise God, there's a, bra a brass serpent. Jesus compared himself to this brass serpent. Now, brass is a symbol of judgment because you see the judgment that you and I deserved, it was placed upon Jesus. The pain and suffering that you and I deserve, it was placed upon Jesus. He took the judgment that we deserved and put it on that snake. Now, Jesus compared himself to a snake. How do we understand that? Here's the spotless Lamb of God. You know, John saw him and he says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the whole world. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament type again that they were to take a lamb without spot or blemish. Jesus was that lamb without spot or blemish. He never sinned. He never did a thing wrong. He was pure. He was perfect. And yet, he compares himself to a snake, a symbol of evil. How do we understand that? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He was that pure spotless lamb, but when he went to that cross, he took upon, the sin, took upon him the sins of the world. 
He took upon him the darkness and the pain and the suffering. He took upon him the anguish of sin. He became sin for us. He became that offering. And at that moment, he was like that snake in the wilderness. But what do we do? We need to look to him on that cross. We need to look to him, the sin solution, praise God, to be saved from our sin, to be saved from our sickness, to be saved from our mental mental torment, to be saved in our marriage. You know, why do we have problems in marriages? Sin. That's why we have problems. Selfishness, pride, sinfulness. You see, sin, the wages of sin is death. It'll kill your marriage. But God will heal your life. God will help you to be a proper husband, a proper wife, a proper mother, a proper dad. You know, God loves you and he wants to bless that marriage. Healing for your marriage comes out of this gospel too. It comes from that serpent in the wilderness that Jesus said he was like, you know. He said, like the Moses, like the serpent that Moses lifted up, so will the Son of Man be lifted up. Jesus was lifted up on the cross for you. He suffered and he died for you. He was beaten for you. A crown of thorns was placed on his head for you. He was beaten beyond recognition. But you know what? They laid him in a grave. And the third day he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Victorious over sin and death and every evil thing. And the scripture said, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. And I tell you, I believe that God is destroying the works of the devil in your life today. Even as the word is going forth, God is destroying the works of the devil. He's breaking those strongholds of fear and torment and sin in your life and giving you a new beginning and bringing healing into your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to get excited. If I keep preaching here, I might get excited. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God loves you so much, amen, that he sent his only son. His justice was appeased through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, and by his stripes you were healed. Praise God. All right. So we are called to receive healing, to become whole, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible deals with the whole person. Not just the inward person. Not not just the soul or the spirit. But also the body. Here, uh, Paul says to the church at Thessalonica, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That means completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is interested in your whole being. Praise God. Now, I'd like to share scripture with you. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 20. If you have your Bible, you want to grab it there to talk a little bit about the body. And we're going to read in here that the body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. This is something a lot of people don't realize or think about, but your body is holy. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, 
Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is for the Lord. Your body is not for fornication, immorality. Your body is for Jesus. It's holy. Your body's for the Lord. But not only that, the Lord is for the body. <laughs> so you see, it's a two-way street. I want to encourage you to sell out for Jesus, spirit, soul, and body. I want to encourage you to live for Jesus with all your being, in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions, and with your body. You know, the, the uh, scripture said, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, the will of God is healing. The will of God is blessing in families. The will of God is that the glory of God would be revealed in communities, in your life, in your ministry, in your church. But is it happening? I don't know. How does it happen? By presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you're going to prove or demonstrate the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You see, you've got to give yourself to the Lord completely, spirit, soul, and body. And then he's able to bring healing to you, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, you know, I know God does miracles on people that don't even know him. Our young baby Christians, too. But I'm talking about the big picture here now. Your long life, healing in your whole life. Praise God. Thank God for the miracles. This man that we read about here received an instantaneous miracle. It doesn't say whether he was a believer. I think it, he probably was because it says he went down to the saints. Peter went down to the saints. So that means to the Christians. Uh, so this man was probably a Christian, but we don't really know. God sometimes heals people that aren't Christians because he wants to show his love for them. But I'm talking today about healing for your life. He redeems your life from destruction. Psalm 103 uh, says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Praise God. The same God that forgives all your iniquities heals all your diseases. And then it says, who redeems your life from destruction. See, my life was headed towards destruction. I was destroying myself with drugs and alcohol. I was destroying my family. But he redeemed my life from destruction. He redeemed me from the pit. And he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, to walk uh, in, in, with the understanding and the revelation, and the release, and the and the um, and receiving of Him crowning you or surrounding you with His loving kindness. To know that the Lord loves you that that makes for a good life. When you know that the Lord loves you, that He cares about you, that He cares about your children, that He cares about your physical well-being, that He cares about your peace of mind. There's so much deception in this area. People think that God's against them, that God wants them tormented. What a lie of the devil, you know. Uh, it, it's exactly what Satan did in the beginning with Eve. Half God said, you know, he's always trying to undermine the word of God. 
Listen, folks, God has a good plan for your life. God has your best interest at heart. He redeems your life from destruction. How does he redeem? He Redeem means to, to buy back, to pay, to deliver you from slavery. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving, loving kindness and, and tender mercies. Um, he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise God. He even gives you good things to eat. You know, I believe in, in good nutrition. Uh, I think that's part of the package too. You know, we eat so much junk food and then we wonder why our health's not good. And, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not here to preach on that. But I've, I see right here, he says, he satisfies our mouth with good things. Praise God. Good food. So that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise God. And I found that to be true. When you eat good things, you know, it helps you to be healthy and strong and, and uh, to, to be blessed in your life and to live a long life. Praise God. Well, anyway, I got a little ahead of myself. I want to go back. I said I was going to talk to you from 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through uh, 20. I don't know if we'll read all these verses or not, but let's read a little bit and see what it says here. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, that's someone who has uh, sexual relationships outside of marriage, nor idolaters, that's somebody that worships something or someone other than God, or adulterers, that's someone who's married who has sex with another person, or effeminate, uh, effem effeminate person, or abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. See, we have to change. God has to change us. We can't change ourselves. It's through that cross and through his death, burial, and resurrection, the life that he gives us, that we do change. And it says in verse 11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed. See, when you become a Christian, you're washed from all these things. You're washed of uh, fornication and adultery and, and being effeminate and, and being an extortioner and all these things. He said, <clears throat> Such were some of you, but you are washed. You are sanctified, that means set apart, you're changed, and, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Justified means be, being made righteous, praise God. When Jesus forgives your sin, you are made righteous, praise God. If you're righteous, you can come before God and you can get your prayers answered. You see, you can see how that would be healing, that'll make you whole when you get your prayers answered. So thank God for that. So you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Paul says, all things are lawful to me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. See, some people think, well, I, I, I come to Jesus, I answered an altar call, I said, you know, I, I accepted Jesus into my heart and, uh, you know, but I'm living with this guy and, you know, it's just, it, it just has to be because um, it's it financially we have to live together or, you know, we just love one another so much it's got to be right. You know, the Bible said it's fornication <laughs> and the, the Bible said you need to live right, praise God. Anyway, uh, the truth is God wants you to live right. 
And the truth is, you're going to be a lot better off if you do. You're going to be happy. You can walk in his grace and his glory and and find his provision for you. And so if there's so many things in your life, and, and don't don't turn the podcast off. Repent. Praise God. Just repent. Just turn to the Lord. Say, yeah, I, I'm changing my ways. I'm going to live for the Lord. So the body is not for fornication, but it's for the Lord. And the Lord... For the body. Now that's the good news. The Lord is for your body. <laughs> and He is greater than any cancer. He is greater than any heart disease. He is greater than any virus. Hallelujah. And the Lord is for you. If God be for me, the scripture says, if God be for me, who can be against me? What disease can be against me if God is for my body? God is for every cell in my body every system every every lymph lymph node you know uh every part of my body the lord's for it he's for it to function properly in jesus name he speaks life to my body today and i speak life to your body through the word of god in jesus name and god hath both raised up the lord and will also raise us up by his own power. Amen. One day we will have resurrection bodies just like Jesus. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? See, whatever you're doing, then Jesus is doing. You're making Jesus do because you're the member of Christ. You don't want to make Jesus do some sinful thing because your body is his body. Praise God. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he, that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. For But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I'm trying to tell you here about a holistic gospel in which when you receive Jesus into your life, you're joined to the Lord. You are connected to the power system, to the power grid of the universe, to the healing grid of God. Amen. Through Him. And God wants to permeate your whole being. He doesn't want you to be frustrated in your mind. He doesn't want you to be anxious or fearful in your mind. He doesn't want you to be full, full of fear and anxiety and depression. He doesn't want you to be full of anger and bitterness on the inside. He wants to heal your mind and give you peace. I say peace to you. Be still in Jesus' name. I command the storms that are in your mind to be still in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Because Jesus Christ makes you whole. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. You know, don't play around with sin. Every sin that a man does without the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You see, you're both your body and your spirit. The spirit is a part of us that connects with God. That's the part of us that that enables us to worship God, to commune with God, to fellowship with God. And because of sin, we're separated from God and our spirits are estranged from God. 
But when you become a Christian, you become rejoined to God. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. But he, Paul is telling us here that it's not only your spirit that belongs to God, it's your body, it's holy, it's, it's uh, sacred. And it's to be sanctified, it's to be set apart unto God. And as a set-apart vessel, amen, you also receive his tangible healing into your life. Praise God. Because that holy vessel is God's responsibility, you see. I believe we give everything to God, and then we expect everything that he has promised to us. Amen. He wants us to do that. He wants us to believe for everything that he has. He wants us to totally sell out and follow him with all our being. Praise God. Give your all to Jesus and receive his all for you. Praise God. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Rise, take up your bed and walk. Well, I pray that the message has been a blessing to you. And I want you to know that God has a really good plan for your life. He loves you so much. And he's opened the door for you to, to receive the message today into your heart. Jesus Christ makes you whole. If you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to do that today from your heart. I'm going to lead you in a prayer in a moment. But it's not enough just to say the words. You have to believe him from your heart. You have to let him be Lord of your life. I know in my own life, I, I heard the gospel as a child. Thank God for it. It was a seed in my life, but I didn't really turn my life over to the Lord till I was 27 years old. You know, I was I was raised in a Baptist church. I thank God for the heritage of that church and, and the things that were preached. And God did touch my heart in a very real and powerful way as a child. But in my teenage years, I followed my flesh, what I wanted to do, what felt good. And I did my own thing, and I really was not living for Jesus I was living for myself. And so the devil had an inroad in my life. But there came a time in my life that God spoke to me and said, turn from the things of the world. Make a choice to turn away from the way you've been living. And I did. I, I, I said, yes, Lord, I will. And when I said yes to God, my whole life changed. Because you see, the Bible calls us to be followers of Jesus to let him become the Lord and ruler of our life. And, and I believe that there's a definite time in our life when we allow that to take place, when we open our heart to his lordship in our life. And he begins to infiltrate us and, and give us his life and his being, and we begin to walk with him. So he's calling you to follow him today. So pray this prayer from your heart. Say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me. And I believe he rose again. And today I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord. I will follow you. I turn from sin. And I follow Jesus. This is a new day for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to encourage you to get on our website, get some more information about how to walk with the Lord. We've got a lot of articles, a lot more podcasts, a lot more videos. Go to TomShanklin.org, check it out, learn to be a disciple of Jesus and, and learn to how to follow him. And I just want to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, You, I thank you, Lord, for 
this precious one that's listening right now. They may be 12 together listening at the same time, but I, I thank you for this precious one that's precious to you that you died for and you love so much, Lord. And, and there's problems in their life, Lord. There's, there's mental anguish. There's torment. There's deception. Um, there's things that the enemy has wrought, but they have said, Jesus, you're my Lord. And so I thank you that you begin to work to make them whole. And they arise, and they take up their bed, and they walk, and they, they get out of that crippled state, and they come into the newness of life that you have for them. We say marriages be healed, bodies be healed, cancers, we curse you in Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. We command viruses to go in the name of Jesus. We command crippled limbs to be healed, blind eyes to see, deaf ears to hear, in Jesus' name. Paralytic conditions be healed in Jesus' name. The word is true. We proclaim it. We say it. We believe it. Jesus Christ makes you whole. God bless you. Listen again, folks. God bless you. We'll talk to you later. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002.